0: Thank you for joining Christine Crockett-Smith as she shares insights and parenting strategies from her gold medal winning book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You'd Had, a great resource for peaceful parent-child relationships.
1: Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about my book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You'd Had. That's why we're here today, whether you're live or whether you're watching this later. I'm really, really glad that you joined us, and I hope you get something from this conversation. I want to thank Anna Xavier, my producer, to make sure I don't forget to do that, because she's amazing, and that's why we look so good. And I want to welcome my guest today. I'm so excited. This is a very special conversation. This woman, her name is Michelle Chosette. Say
0: hi. Hello.
1: (laughs) She is why my book is so wonderful, one of the great reasons. She's a gold medal winning (laughs) <laughs> Editor <laughs> she edited I can say my book that now yes. I love that <laughs> yes you can do you want to tell them just a little bit about who you are as a parent
0: um, sure, sure. Well, I feel like um, a lucky guest because I actually have little, little ones. And um, I was so fortunate to be able to read early drafts of 18 Master Values before I knew I needed to. And uh, so now I have I have a almost three-year-old. He'll be three on Saturday. And the baby, my Jack Jack, will be one on Sunday. So we have some birthdays coming up. And um, it's just, it's amazing that so much of this applies already and they're still just babies. I know it's
1: crazy to think that I met you before either of them were here.
0: Isn't that funny? What a long journey. And I know um, I mean some of these chapters curiosity, gratitude, self-control, none that we're going to talk about necessarily today but we have these conversations with my oldest almost every day and some form or another and so it's um it gives you the language doesn't it it really does it really does and it helps um it helps me solidify you know identify what are my values and 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 make sure that I'm really instilling those in him on a daily basis, not just by what I'm telling him or by what we're doing, but um, you know how I'm conversing with him and how I'm behaving myself because I know he's watching. I know both of them are watching already. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just I'm so fortunate, and they're so fortunate that I was able to read to read and uh, and soak up all of this before they were even here. And so I try really hard when I need to to refer back to it and um, and just make sure that I'm really living it out and 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 parenting intentionally and sometimes that means reevaluating what my values are tweaking them a little bit as I we continue learn. to learn and change and um, and try still just try to be real consistent with the little ones but so much of it it's just such good stuff even for those little Thank guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And it's interesting one of the things the first one we're going to talk about today is confidence. Yeah. And listening to you talk it made me think about how one of the most important things about having this conversation with yourself like I said whether it's these 18 or whatever yeah. is the confidence that it gives you as a as a parent yes. that when yes. you do make a decision that when you do tell them something that you know it's not random that mm-hmm. you know you're not just flinging it out yeah you've thought about it oh yeah and it's like this is how it is oh I yeah. know that makes you unhappy but you can still stand
0: firm in it yeah exactly yeah. and um you know I I love being a mom. I didn't know no. that I would love being a mom. Um, but you I do, yeah, I had no idea, and, and uh, I, I worried about that. Am I really gonna like this role? I really wanna have these babies. Am I gonna be satisfied being a mom? And, and having tools and learning, and at the end of the day, looking back and saying, well, I lived out my values, um, and I did my best, it makes it a lot easier. No regret. It makes it more enjoyable to then see them. I can't take all the credit for for all the amazing things that they do, but it still it it makes me feel like okay, maybe I had some part in that, and it feels it's really. Fulfilling. And you can feel like I think
1: I hope I you can feel like you're creating at least a safe space yeah. for them to do whatever they came here to yeah. do. You mm-hmm. can feel like. At least that, you know, what they're going to do with it, you can't control. Right. That's not the expectation. Mm -hmm. But you can feel really good about, you know what, I put in the time, I put in the effort, I gave them what they needed,
0: and then when you launch them, it's like, bye, good luck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No regrets. (laughs) Yeah, and I really, um, especially when it comes to confidence, I really try to think of them as little adults that I'm raising. You know, I'm not raising a little three-year-old and a little one-year-old, but they're going to grow up and and this is shaping who they're going to be. And I'm just so lucky and blessed that I was able to to you know have this information it's such an early start you know even before I had the little one I could go on and on and on I know that's not what we're here for but uh, but but thank you oh my gosh you're going to be
1: like my guinea pig I'm going to follow you all the way through (laughs) until they're grown please do because
0: you might get a phone call a couple of times Christine
1: (laughs) oh girl we've got the other books to work on I'm not letting you go
0: (laughs) so what so if
1: you don't mind let's go ahead and jump into the chapter of confidence and anything that
0: touched you or changed sure. you or made
1: you think or anything that you're using in your life with your kids? Sure.
0: Well, you chose the perfect chapters for me to talk about, uh-huh. especially confidence. Um, raising these confident adults is close to number one, if not the number one goal that I have as a parent. Um, I want them to to overcome the depression that runs in my family and Jeremy's family. And um, I want them to... To, um, to go after what they want and to be effective. And that is difficult to do when you're battling um, bouts of depression. And I think achievement, not self-esteem, but achievement is the greatest self-perpetuating antidote to, um, to feelings of depression. And that's really what I want for them. I want them to feel confident. And at this young age, and probably even as they get a little older, that often looks like Allowing them to do the things that make my heart stop for a second, um, you know, from a safe distance and with with uh, parameters that some you know have to have to grow outward as they get a little bigger, and um, so I have to tell you, I have to tell you a story about my oldest son, Luke. Um, of course, he's almost three, and he's a rambunctious little boy, and he's going to climb on top of the tallest tables and counters in the house. He's just going to. And so the first time he did it, he was probably just barely older than a year. And he figured out, it. they just figure out a way to get into anything. And so he figured out a way and what did I do? I ran over to him and I picked him up and I put him on the floor. And you know what happened next? He screamed and cried. And the next time he did it, he did it when I wasn't looking. So I thought, okay. He can get up into anything in the house. I might just have to let him. I might just have to make sure that the knives are really hidden away and locked in a cabinet really good. <laughs> and um, and so the next time he did it, I remembered your book. And I went over to him, and I showed him how to safely get down. Because he's going to get up, he needs to know how to get down safely. And this, um, it plays out on the playground. And I see the other moms and grandmas kind of look at me like, why aren't you doing anything? He's calling for help. And I sit back and I say, he's fine. He, he's got to learn his own limitations. He has to test them. He has to fail sometimes. Sometimes Ugh. that's a scraped knee. Never too badly. You know, if he gets up really high or he's, you know, within, within reason... I'm still standing kind of close. And you saw him climbing up the ladder, I and we had to kind that. of stand back a little bit. But we had to let him do it because if we if we pull him down, not only is that telling him you're incapable of doing this when obviously he's very capable of doing it, um, but it's also more unsafe because the next time he does it, we're not... When you're not looking. Yeah, yeah. And he... He might be able to get on top of something before he's able to get down, and uh, the one-year-old is starting to play that game course. too. He can get on top of quite a few things. He can't get down, and so we've got it. I I notice with him that we're working with him less because we're busier. He's the second baby, so we're a little um, we're a little more distracted with the with the first one and everything else that's going on. But he's going to learn so much from what the first one's doing, which is yes. what you've already taught yeah, him. Exactly, so and cool. he he gets up there too, and he kind of shows him. You got to turn like that when <laughs> oh. he when he's Shows him exactly the way we taught him. I'm just like, oh, we did that. (laughs) Oh, Michelle, I love that
1: story so much. And I did see the ladder climbing and that blew my mind. I I loved it so much. She she showed a video when he was a little bitty climbing a ladder and dad was there. Like if he had made a misstep and fallen, dad was close enough that he could have taken one big step and have caught him. But the point was to let him know, yeah, you can go that high and it's going to be a little scary and you've Mm -hmm. got to know how to get down. I loved that so much. You know what else I love about that story you just told? Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you've thought about it. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're doing that on the playground in front of other people, how many Mm -hmm. lives are you going to change because of that? How many of them are going to think differently and think, Mm -hmm. hey, wait a minute, am I overprotecting my child? Yeah. Don't they do need to learn how to do it on their own, don't yes, they? And how to yes. set their own limits and that confidence level they get when they do it.
0: Yeah. He, you know, both boys, they're so they're moderately proud when they get on top of something. They kind of knew that they could do it and they know they're gonna give me a heart attack. They do <laughs> it and they're proud of themselves. When they can get themselves down by themselves, and they look at me and they're just beaming, and I'm like, oh. I hope we continue this because you you, will. you know into the, I I don't think I can help it. You can't I think not. it's partly just naturally my parenting style is to kind of let them. And you're seeing it work. It yeah, yeah, it works just just beautifully and I feel safer knowing that they can get off of the bed if if they get up there and we turn away for a second because I can't watch them every second and no, every day. No. I just can't. And so I And right now it's
1: the physical things, but it's analogous to when it becomes more of the thinking things. Yeah. When you know in your heart what's probably best for them, mm-hmm. and they make a choice that's different
0: to be able to go, okay. Yeah. Okay. Try that. And know that they're going to try it. And they have a safety net. Yes. you know yes not yes. A, um, not a boss you know um, but they, they have that safety net because you'll be there to teach them how strong they are. yeah, yeah. there is an excerpt. Um, I haven't I chose an excerpt for each chapter that I just really wanted to Aww. make sure that we covered because you. your, um, your words are a lot more impactful I think than mine. So let's um, so this is on page 111 of 18 master Values and it is confidence and self-esteem come from doing. The movement in the 80s and 90s to tell every child they are wonderful at everything so that no one's feelings got hurt was the greatest disservice we could have done to that generation, which is my generation. Me too. Not everyone is great at everything, not inherently and not with equal effort. We each have gifts and talents and need to identify and nurture them. Not everyone wins, and not everyone gets a trophy. That's why we have to be as hands off as possible without causing harm. I just love how um, in sync we are in sort of our our perspective and some of what you wrote did challenge me and does challenge me when I go back and look at it, but for the most part I feel like I really um, just naturally connect and agree with a lot of it. Um, We must allow them to take responsibility for their grades, for their extracurricular exploits, (laughs) for their work and their service, their day-to-day choices. We must allow them to have a voice in decisions that affect them when it is age appropriate. Can a three-year-old decide they don't wanna go to grandma's for Christmas? Probably not. Should a five-year-old be able to decide if they want to commit three days a week to playing soccer? Probably. (laughs) <laughs> so I just you. love that. I love the whole chapter and the whole book, but that was one piece that um, that I thought just was so reflective of, of what I try to do and how I try to instill confidence in my boys. And it starts now. It starts when they're itty-bitty. It started already with my oldest, Luke, two and a half years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
1: and one thing I say in the book that I think is really important is that when we do something for them, that mm-hmm. they're able to do for themselves... We're basically telling them we think they're incapable, yeah. even if that's not what we're intending to say. I think so many parents step in to help tie the shoe or put on the jacket, or yeah. because of it's expedient short-term yeah. thinking mm-hmm. long-term yeah. thinking is, is go ahead what's it going to take another minute maybe maybe yeah. two if yeah. you're pushing it so much that you don't have another minute or two then you may probably need to work on your time management yeah. skills yeah but yeah letting them letting them do it letting them do it is how they yeah. learn words don't teach one of my spiritual mentors mm-hmm. says
0: yeah words don't teach and I try not to be, you know, I let, especially Luke, he's three. He does little chores around the house. He puts his dirty clothes away. And Yay he's got to put on his own shoes. And he's got to do a few little things, putting his little sippy cup in the sink and things like that.
1: Yay and you. Uh,
0: <laughs> thank you. That's awesome. Sometimes he just doesn't want to. Sometimes he's in a mood because we all get in bad moods and so I try to treat him like a little person that's that's having a bad mood and sometimes he doesn't want to put on his own shoes so I say you know that's okay mommy will sit down next to you and I'll do one and you do one and I kind of help him if he if he asked for it you know thank you for pointing that out because it's so different it is that's so different Mm -hmm. from implying that they can't yeah I mean if he's um if I don't want to encourage him constantly asking for my help, but I want to be nice to him to you know. Oh yeah,
1: asking for help is different. Yeah. 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 And,
0: and I try Thank to Thank you just, for pointing uh, that out. No <laughs> My pleasure. Well, it's um it's just kind of something that's that's in my day-to-day is balancing that um you know, I want him to be confident and independent and be able to to do for himself. Um but I want to be you know, respectful and friendly with him, also, even though, you know, without crossing that line and making him sort of clingy and needy and whiny and all, of, so and all of that. I'm so glad you introduced the word respect
1: because mm-hmm. one thing that I think a lot of parents would make their lives so much easier is if they just treated their children with the respect that they would like to be treated with. I don't yeah. know where this concept actually. Humans are evolving. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that a parent used to have to be in control of their child and that was the goal, maybe that worked back then. Yeah. It's just not the way things are anymore.
0: Right, And And
1: right. um, so to be respectful of them, and, and that, got, that can guide so many choices. Like, is it okay to sit down and help him put on his shoes? Yeah. If I was three and was grumpy and felt like... I didn't want to. I would want my mom to help. Yeah. That is being respectful and treating them the way that I wish. Sure. And that's like the key to the whole thing. Treat them the way you wish you'd been treated, yeah, not the way you were treated. Yeah. That little conscious shift is so mm-hmm. important. If you don't mind, if this is a good time, sure. can, we, can we flip to social skills? I have plenty to say
0: about social skills Yay! as well. OK, okay <laughs> let's
1: move there then. Um, I think it's one of the most important things. And as I go out in the world trying to help adults, one of the things that's missing from their lives is human connection, which I think is the most important thing of being here. And it breaks my heart. It Mm -hmm. breaks my heart when I come across someone who wishes they had more people in their lives. So Mm -hmm. that's why the social skills value is so important to me, because if we can help them learn healthy human communication skills from the time they're little it'll just be so natural they'll have so many people in their lives
0: yeah yeah and it's not something that we just inherently know we don't inherently know how to foster healthy relationships um, and and know when those are no longer healthy and know what to do at that point and um, you talk about family dinners being really important and that's kind of Become a lost art, unfortunately, and it's really hard for us at this little bitty age because I'm feeding the baby, and I'm you know they still need sure. so much help. So it's difficult, but I do um, I do hope to sort of make that more of a tradition in our family as they get a little bit older. Um, but you also talk about the different circles, and I forget exactly how you word it, but we have not everybody, not every relationship that we have has to be as close as family, and, and sometimes family doesn't even need to be that close. And so identifying where people are in in our social circles and being okay when those it a little bit wider or when they come in a little bit closer, sort of being okay with that and handling that with grace. Um, That's something that we don't have to think too much about at this age, but we do have to think about playing nice. And uh, we do have to think about being respectful. And I, I feel lucky because Luke, um, my oldest, the one-year-old, he's not ready for me to give it too much thought yet. But the three-year-old, you know, he does a, hes in preschool and he goes to the playground a lot, and so he's around a lot of other kids and adults. And I watch him, and he's he's different when he's at home and he's in his comfortable place. But when he's, like, in the classroom, he puts his toys away, and oh. he stacks his chair, and, oh. he and he throws his trash away. And I'm like, I don't think I ever told him to do that. So I don't know that I can take credit for that, but I'm just happy that he does it, and, and um, I—, I don't want I want him to get positive attention
1: that's such a good example of how even if you didn't teach him each of those things separately you have absolutely instilled in him a sense of responsibility for himself and his environment by putting the cup in and that does just extrapolate in so many ripples that now he's stacking his chair maybe you never told him how to stack a chair but he's aware at three years old that that's part of his environment and part of Mm -hmm. being part of community yeah
0: beautiful he's such a little rule follower and I, I don't want him to feel I don't want him to grow up feeling like he has to always follow every rule because not every rule is a good rule but at this age it's very much what I want I want him to, to be following the rules and, uh, and playing well with others and uh, speaking of you do touch on something that I apply directly to my kids in my house and at the playground every day uh, especially as the younger brother gets a little older and they're interested in the same toys. And the same trucks and the same little food pouches and everything. And the same little power struggles over them. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to talk about? I love um, it so much. It's the concept of sharing. Love it. So um, page 128. This is in social skills chapter, of course. And you say, how do I feel about sharing? Sharing, I have a bit of an issue with. And I do too. That's why I'm reading this. (laughs) I mean, I just never quite got it. We'd be at playgroup a bunch of moms and a passel of kids, and one of the kids would be playing with, let's say, a truck. Another kid would walk up and try to take the truck, but the first kid wouldn't let him have it. A tussle would ensue. At that point, one of the moms would get involved and would tell the first child, come on, give it to him, you need to share. Um, no, no, he doesn't. That's like telling a man that when someone admires his Tesla, he should just hand over the keys. Or, I love this example, like trying to take my glass of wine out of my hand during cocktail hour. I'll keep my grip firmly and one of us will probably end up with wine on her shirt. I love that. I taught my children and any other child, this is important, any other child I was ever responsible for in a playing situation, to tell the other kid, you can have it when I'm finished. It almost always worked it clicked with the other kid's sense of fairness and he'd go off and find something else to do. And quite beautifully and often, and I can um, testify to this because it happens in my house with my two boys already. When the first child was finished, he'd go out of his way to find the other one and give him the truck or puzzle or Buzz Lightyear or whatever. Because kids are so dang smart way smarter than most adults give them credit for and they know they shouldn't have to give up their trucks until they're ready (laughs) i just love that that's so controversial it is really controversial that's why i had to bring it up too but but i see it with um with my one-year-old and my three-year-old already and if if um and it goes both ways I don't like favorites in this category. If my one-year-old is playing with something and, the, and Luke, the three-year-old, comes up and takes it um, from Jack-Jack, he's the one-year-old, um, that's not okay in my house. You give it back to Jack. Jack is not going to tell him, I'm done with this now. Right. But it will be obvious, and he has the attention span of a puppy. A mat, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and vice versa, if Luke is playing with something and the baby comes up and takes it from him, I'm not going to say, oh, come on, Luke, let baby brother have it. No. That Je- creates resentment. Oh, big time, big time. And, and that's really, that's a huge part of it. And uh, so so it goes both ways. When they're finished, and it'll be obvious, they'll set it down, and yep. now that means if Luke is done playing with something and it's laying right there, it's, it's open. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned that part mm-hmm. because
1: I feel like somehow these weird things happen in the world. It became a part of our collective consciousness that we're supposed to say, come on, you're supposed to share. It does not make sense at a conscious level. No. As soon as someone reads that or hears that, it's like so obvious instantly. Yeah. But the whole world is running around going, share, 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 share. So anyway, I love, I, I love that you mentioned that part. And you know, it makes
0: my job easier, too. Oh, gosh, I love this. Yeah, because then when Luke says... You know if I if I were to to say you have to give it to brother even though you were playing with it and he throws a fit and says that's not fair I've never done this by the way but if I did and I see it happen on the playground and he would say that's not fair that's not fair why well there's no answer to that because there is no logical why it's indefensible it is indefensible and so I don't I choose not to to defend it. I and just
1: want to point out another thing about <laughs> you, you mentioning this and the ripples that are going to happen in their lives as they go into preschools and onto playgrounds, and that's the behavior that they are exhibiting, there are going to be other kids who go, oh, yeah, yeah, and other parents.
0: I hope so. I hope so. And I do kind of glance around on the playground, like, do you see what I just did? That's the way to do that. (laughs) I don't think that about everything that I do, but there are a few things I'm kind of like, okay, this is how it should be. (laughs) Okay, if you ever see Michelle
1: at the park and she's like standing up going, okay, people, okay. I have a question.
0: (laughs) Yes. I'm going to throw you a question. I am no parent. Um, but I'd like to know your thoughts for instance when a kid um, that is fairly younger than the other one and does not have that understanding that it just wants the truck yeah. how do you defend that um, for the oldest one when one of the parts cannot fully understand that they cannot have it
1: That's such a great question and what I would say to that is as the adult because it, it it's pretty young when they start getting it. But you're right, when they're six months, eight months, a year old, maybe a year and a half, you just redirect the child, the yeah. little one's attention. They're so easily redirected. That's a
0: really valuable skill, that redirection. And um, if I can time it just right, I redirect before you there's see it a meow
1: cry. You see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: getting better at that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's funny because I'm having to do it with a baby and I just did all of this with the older right. ones so I'm having to kind of and they're they're a lot alike a lot of people are saying oh the, the kids you'll be surprised how different they are they are different in some ways but they're a lot alike too and so um, so I'm having to do a lot of the same sort of parenting maneuvers and uh And I I guess I don't realize how well they work until they're in another parent's care, say a grandparent or or a babysitter. And uh, and that person might not have been parenting little ones for a while. And so it's like, okay, we're done with that. And there's a tantrum. I'm like, oh, Oh, we haven't had a tantrum in a while. Oh we got to do the redirect we got to keep doing that <laughs> and a little bit of a little bit of warning before the end the we do bit f- five minutes oh. two minutes one Girl, minute and then saved I my life yeah, I still have to do it was funny we were on the playground the other day and I heard another parent five minutes and then they said five minutes a few more times and I was like oh no no no, no. you can't do that oh. five minutes two minutes one <gasps> minute and then I still have to sort of uh dangle a, a little you know say hey we're gonna go home and have a treat or or just, we're going to do something fun after this or something enjoyable. But it's so important because their mind, their
1: energy, everything about them has five minutes to get there. It was like magic. I did Mm -hmm. that when mine were little. And watching them when you finally get down to it, especially if you don't give in and keep going five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. You can't, you can't. By the time it's done, they're done. Yep. They've, they've done their last little sandcastle or climb or swing because they know it's over. And so when you go, okay, it's time. They're just, they just get it and come. That's amazing. Yeah. We, believe it or not, are coming to the end. Is I there any last minute little
0: important thing you want to get in there? I think we covered everything that I wanted to and then some. Okay, the other cool. Other things just kind of sprouted up and came to mind. Do you mind telling them what you do
1: and how they can find you and work with you? Because if you're out there and you do any writing at all, I don't care if it's a blog or a book or anything... I used to run my blogs by her before I even posted them and That's she always caught, caught
0: things and made it better. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. how can they find and you? And I can't believe how long ago that was. I Time know. flies so fast I wasn't even thinking about having kids yet and I was like, I'm editing this these parenting club. <laughs> so that's funny, uh, but I am i am a freelance novel editor. My website is fictionedit.com. Again, my name is Michelle Josette, and it's funny that it's fictionedit.com because about half of, of what I edit is nonfiction, blogs, correspondence, you know, articles, marketing material, just anything that needs a final set of eyes before you're showing anybody. Um, it really does a disservice to your credibility it makes your message a little bit harder to read when it's not um it's not totally polished and error-free so it's fictionedit.com and I wasn't the only editor on 18 master values but I did get to do the final the last run through which I just love doing because it means I get to to present you with the most polished oh you're amazing 99.9% error-free version of your work all right so uh, I know you're so good (laughs) and you guys she she ups your game I mean not only does she
1: catch all of the grammatical things which are amazing nobody can know all that but she does either she does or she has a resource to figure it out but also she gives you content um, she, as just a reader just as a human with eyes on it she'll say this is amazing this is really wonderful this really moved me I don't understand what you're saying here guys that's so important to get yeah. that kind of feedback from a professional like I know what you're trying to say I think I know what you're trying to say but you didn't quite say it it's really beautiful Yeah. use her Yeah. she's thank amazing you.
0: thank you fictionedit.com my name is Michelle Josette thank, thank you so, you so much, it's, much on, for coming. it's on the
1: links already so uh-huh. yeah <laughs> thank, thank you magnificent Anna thank you so much for for being here, we are done for today. I can't believe it. I'm Christine Crockett-Smith. I wrote a book, 18 Master Values, Be the Parent You Wish You'd Had. I do workshops. I do retreats. I can work with you one-on-one. If there's anything I can do to make your parenting experience smoother, I hope you'll reach out. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a website, christinecrockettsmith.com, 18mastervalues.com. Anything I can do to help, let me know. I want to help you. And I wish you luck on your parenting journey. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Christine. That was See you next time.
0: Thanks. (laughs) Can you believe it?